Hi, this is Christy, your host of Soda Speaks The Closet Series. We're so glad you're here, and especially because today we have a repeat closet crasher, Bernie Freitag, who is an artist, he's an illustrator, he's a writer, he calls himself a wanderer and a self-proclaimed ponderer. And in his latest book, The Curious Reality in Imagination, Bernie opens up a side of him that allows us all to, I should say, invites us all to step back and understand that the opportunity to be open to receive the wonders of the world are always available to us. We just have to be awake and alert enough to notice them when they arrive. Bernie shares personal stories. He shares perspectives from public figures that he admires. And he weaves all of these stories together in a way that allows you to really become excited about opening yourself up to so many possibilities that the world is giving us and gifting us all the time. Bernie also shares an additional published surprise towards the end of our conversation that I will leave you to uncover once you get to that point in our conversation. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation on all things possibility. And I'm happy to have you back on to talk about your latest book. You're just churning material out. It's pretty (laughs) incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. How so? Tell me now. Um, It's just, it's taken a while for me to finish this book and um, I say it like right in the little uh, letter to the reader. It's like the 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 messages are still still coming to me, uh, and the inspirations are still coming. And uh, like I can't I can't produce stuff fast enough or write things down fast enough. Um, and then when it's like I can, I'm going to bed at like nine o'clock because I'm just exhausted <laughs> by the end of the day, and I don't know what's happening. Um, but yeah, it's just, just been, and then, you know, the book, uh, finally it's here. And so I've been doing a couple of, uh, signings and I did a, an art show this past weekend down in Ithaca and got a lot of great feedback there. And, um, so it's good to, to be here and just relax and just talk. It is the curious, curious reality in imagination. Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah. The and you curious got, you got and imagination. And you, and you got and a, an early version of that. I have an early version. Yes. Do not, not for resell. No, do not resell version. And um, it's, here's the whole thing. There it is. Yeah. I love the cover of it. I it's Thank so you. I love like 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 your past book, it having the art and the writing just almost as like a they're like 
co-pilots in the book. They they work off yeah. of each other, which I love so much. And this book in particular, it's such a, I feel like it's a book that you can flip o- open to any area. There's so much in it of you sharing all of your travelings, you sharing all of these stories of your experience, you sharing stories of people who are in the public eye that you clearly look up to and sharing their story from your perspective and then tying it together in this really cool way that allows us as the reader to not just be a fly in the wall to all of those experiences, but then to connect it to how we can incorporate more curiosity and perspective and faith and dealing with uncertainty into our own lives without it being preachy. Thank you. Wow. How did you do it? <laughs> I'm going to have to write all that down. Can, can I put that in the review section of the book? Absolutely. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Uh, I love what you said about like, you like the balance between what I write and what I illustrate. Um, and, you know, I, I am first and foremost an artist. So I, I, I don't think I could produce a book that doesn't have my art in it. Um, and so that's a huge component of what, what speaks to me um, and how I see the world. So, uh, so does it, do you find that it informs, so does your art inform your writing? Does your writing inform your art or is it kind of a give and take? It's kind of a give and take. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, this is, this is kind of new. The first book, um, I don't want hand in hand in this, in this book, I, I was going back and forth a lot. Um, and then I would write something that it would, that an image would just pop up into my head. And uh, then I'm like, well, that's it. That's what I should be drawing next. Um, And that really happened towards the end of the book. And it actually went a little more linear uh, towards the end of the book where those illustrations were just coming right straight from the writing. So, um, but yeah, it, it kind of depends. It really does. And I think that's a huge message in the book is just to be open to that. Yes. However it comes to you. Um, yeah. So I, and I, I have a few, I have many questions, but I've narrowed them down for sake of time, but I am what, so we'll get back to that because I do feel, I was like, what is the theme here? And the overarching theme is so from what I gather, and I'm going to then send it to you to get your insight on that. But Mm -hmm. I was looking at it like that is, it's an invitation for people to be more open to what is in front of them, what is coming to them, what they don't know. Like it's an invitation to be open, dot, dot, dot. That's what I so was getting. And I wonder, is that what you notice overarching or what's the, is there like a main theme to the book? (laughs) Um, Well, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm, I'm getting a lot of these conversations. Um, uh, I get, you know, especially at the art shows, uh, somebody will immediately ask, like, well, who's your market for this book? And, you know, I don't, I don't have, I never, and it's funny because I'm in marketing, you know, I work in marketing and I don't, I don't really have like this demographic that I'm like, that's, that's where, that's where I have to be. Um, I don't have that. Um, And usually like, and I've, you know, you got to come up with your, elevator pitch in all that and that's been a struggle um and I think what I've I've been 
and I don't want to say settling on, but I, I, I think I have been kind of settling on telling people that the book is how the universe speaks to us. Um, and more, and obviously more specifically how it speaks to me. Um, but yeah, being open and being open to how the universe speaks to us, you know, um, and it can speak to us in so many different ways. And that's, that, that can be overwhelming, you know, at times, um, as a creative person yourself, I'm sure you're like, yeah, that at a certain point, you can just be bombarded with, with inspirations and callings and etc and you don't know where to go um and when and it's it's funny because i have a book that i'm writing i have no deadline for it so when do i end it you know and when do i say okay enough is enough or you know and finally because you can put up that wall of like okay inspirations that's we're good and you move on um and that happened right up to towards the you know it would happen within a couple months ago it was still kind of on my mind of you know in in the in the book title was was continually changing you know i think i had six or seven book titles over the past couple of years so um but it's a, it's an interesting balance you know you got to be open to that stuff but you got to also figure out where to not be open to or not or where to shut it down i guess well it sounds like where to make decisions yeah. like where to actually say okay i'm i'm open to it now i'm not going to get you know paralysis by analysis or analysis paralysis by analysis i think is the phrase <laughs> yeah. but like I, there's all these opportunities and there's all these options and choices whether it's the title of the book or what's included what's not and then to be able to be open and then also be decisive. So it's that, it's that right. balance. Right. So, it totally is. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, it plays right into the first paragraph of the book or the first, first couple, um, couple chapters, you know, I, and I can tell people this, it's right at the be very beginning, you know, I planned a trip to Iceland last summer in celebration of finishing a book. And when I came back from Iceland, I realized I wasn't finished with the book and it took me another year and a half to finish it um, based on what I learned um, or what spoke to me uh, in that land and, and, and in the time since. So um, yeah, it is about decisions, but also being open to the fact that your decisions might not be final. Yeah, but so I so you going to Iceland and then realizing the book isn't finished, that is a decision in and of itself. So how do you discern between okay, the book isn't finished or that book is finished and what came from Iceland is a new creative project or book? Ask ask me that again. <laughs> like, Sorry. No, I how do you know? Like when you said the book isn't finished, how did you know that it was okay? This book specifically isn't finished, or what came to you from Iceland maybe was like, okay, that book was finished. This is for a new book. Um that's a tough thing to answer. I mean, I um I think for me is that you know the universe can can lay out these little i call them clues and 
confirmations throughout the book. And I felt like what I learned in Iceland and in this in a short period of time that when I came back, I was getting all these little clues on this different direction. Um, and I had to make the decision, is this another book or is this the shift that this book should take? Exactly. Yeah. And it was such a parallel to what I was already writing about. I think that's why I made the decision to shift the book and not mm -hmm. say, okay, set the, that's a book and then go in this other direction. Um, I think it made it, obviously, I think it made it a better book. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't have gone, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have released it. Um, I probably would have went back and released the other book and then moved on and done something else. But it was such a parallel um, that it just made so much more sense. And it, um, I'm hoping that the book illustrates that pretty well. Um, and throughout a lot of a lot of the writing of the book, what what it is about, um, it's also about the writing of the book. You know, um, because the two kind of went hand in hand. It was about creativity and an inspiration and all these things. And so, why not weave all that back in and explain why that was happening or how that was happening? Mm -hmm. So it's like a behind the scenes look. And it's also like, I'm going to show you behind the scenes. I'm also going to show you, it's it's almost like past, present, future kind of thing. Yeah. Weaved in yeah. together. So yeah. even go further, I was going to ask you that, just go further in regards to what the book's about. Like we've talked about it, we've referenced it, but if someone was like, okay, your latest book, what's it about? What would you say? Um, well, like I said, I, I, I tell people that it's really about how the universe speaks to us. Um, and I'm, I've been a creative person my whole life, uh, ever since I was a little kid, and my earliest memory is six years old, um, drawing Disney characters, um, and, you know, I weave that into my adulthood, and I talk about this throughout the book, um, I've, I've, I've always had a creative job in my, in my entire adult life, uh, and a lot of interesting things happen within creativity that are very mystical and, and kind of spiritual and uh it's how you know how certain inspirations come to you and i started to feel like that was hap that happened has happened to me throughout my whole life outside of creativity uh in normal day-to-day -day interactions and people call them coincidences and such but i i look at that as just like the universe totally like playing with us um and uh, it's funny because I, I i in the book i say you know the universe can be a trickster um because i think it has a, a hell of a sense of humor um but it also has one hell of an imagination it's got the best imagination of us all and it's when we get aligned with that is where um i think we get to see uh a different part of, or we get to see the universe in a different way. Uh, we get to shift that perspective. If that makes sense. <laughs> it it does, and I'm wondering with the meandering of the book and the wandering of the book and the flow. There's a bit of like a meandering flow, which is mm -hmm. kind of your trademark style. Mm -hmm. What what anchors you? 
to be able to meander without floating off. Like you finish books. That's there's something grounding <laughs> you. Like what's anchoring you? Oh God, that's a great question. That's a that's a curveball question. Um, what anchors me? What anchors me? Well, there's so much in nature that anchors me. Um, and I think that just it, it becomes more and more obvious the older I get. Um, anything in 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 nature will ground me. Um, I go just you know, and I get to these certain points where I have to I have to go for a walk in the woods. Mm. I have to. And it's that you get pulled to those things. I get pulled to those things. Um, like I have to go see the ocean, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, I have to stay up late and watch the moon rise. Uh, things like that, where that those are the things that ground me. Very clear. It's it's yeah. a nourishment. I almost look at it like when you're saying like I have to go for a walk in the woods. It's like nutrients soaking in, soaking in, soaking in. Totally. And it's, yeah, it's, I feel that for me big time. It's like a hug, and and <clears throat> um, but that's how I feel in a in a forest. Mm. I feel that hug. Um, when it's an ocean or something else, it's it doesn't feel the same. Um, it's 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 still grounding but it's it's much more of an open grounding that's even makes sense does it yeah well i'm thinking too <laughs> like when you say about grounding that you know with concentrate my mind goes straight to concentration we can have a focused concentration we can have an open concentration they're mm. still concentration but they're just from a different expansion Right. right maybe a step back or yeah it's like an energetic yeah whereas that's how i feel maybe it's more of an open groundedness from the ocean and maybe mm. more of a focused groundedness from the trees sure sure which yeah. really makes sense if you think about just visually the ocean and the forest yeah. it would make sense that um yeah that openness and i have to say one thing that I love just going with like your whole, you know, trusting and I'm hearing so much about you knowing yourself and trusting your instincts and trusting when the unit, cause that's tricky. Is that discernment between trusting when the universe is being a trickster and trusting when you're saying like there's nods or there's people call them breadcrumbs, or I always say it's a wink, like the universe mm -hmm. is kind of giving you a wink, like, okay, you're paying attention, you know? And I, I, there's so many quote, I was trying to think of like, things to quote from your book. And I it was like, I'm going to have just have people read it for themselves. There's so many. And I, but one tiny story, it wasn't even really a story, but it made me laugh out loud. It was when you were sharing how, when clients within your day job <laughs> say to yeah. you, I can't yeah. wait to see what you come up with. And your first response is me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. It's totally true. I've said I've said that so many times uh, when when clients have said, you know, I can't wait to see what you come up with. I'm like, me too, because I, <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know. At times, I don't know if it's up to me. You know, it's whatever comes comes. It comes it, at times it can come through you. And that's that is one of the most exciting things. And I speak of that a lot of how uh, sometimes the pen does the drawing 
you know, and I'll sit back and be, Jesus, where did that come from? Um, there's one specific drawing in the book that came through me like faster and more uh, fluid than anything else I've ever drawn in my life. Um, actually, I should probably look up the page that I found. Or it's it's in the space between um, chapter. That one came through me like like I couldn't believe. Like I got done with that, and I was like, "Wow!" That was like a weight was lifted out of me, you know. Um, and I talk about that a little bit with it. It's very prevalent in songwriting, I guess. A lot of songwriters say that songs come through them. Um, there's a quote in here from Tom Van Zant who wrote uh, Poncho and Lefty. Uh, and he says he, he has a hard time taking credit for that song. Uh, he goes, sure, I wrote it. And he goes, but it was just, it, it just came through him. Um, and a lot of artists will say that uh, when you get in touch with that certain little area, that's what happens. Pretty wild stuff. It is wild. And it's, yeah. there's, it's like a channel right? Like you're some sort, it's channel, but it's also, um, I can't think of what the word is, a vessel. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's wild stuff. Yeah. One thing that I also wanted to talk on was there is a, a place too in the book where you call your connection with your instincts and your connection with nature and your curiosity, your creative gang. And that mm -hmm. visual was so fun and exciting. And I want you just to expand on that because I see it as like, Bernie's never lonely then because he's got like a whole slew of, you know, we all, it's just like Inside Out, right? We've referenced that movie oh, so many times. Oh but can you just speak to the creative gang and what that looks like? like I don't know that I don't... I don't, it's funny you should say that because I'm such a visual person. I probably should have that in my head. I do have, we used to play a game with um, some friends of ours and we used to, we, we, this is well before Inside Out came out. And we used to say like, do you have a little person in your head and what do they look like? And I used to say like, I had this, um, this little factory worker guy, like sitting at a conveyor belt. And he was like, and like the ideas would come out and he would sit there with his yes or no little st stamps and be like, yes, that needs to go out. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> and that, and then there was another guy that like lived in the basement and like he, he would be asleep, but every once in a while you had to wake him up because you wanted to figure out something from the past and stuff. So I, I have those visuals in my head, but um, I don't know that I have that for what I speak about in the book because there, there's so much more um, abstract to me. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have physical form. And it really, there's no personality to them. Um, although there should be, shouldn't there? No. There really should be. And, and if Just you look a feeling at- feeling I sense from you. <laughs> if you look at this drawing, I'm glad, I'm glad we're actually doing this so I can show you what the- Drawing. So if you look at this drawing, this is chap what is this? Chapter three, I think. Or chapter two, uh, a glowing light. That's probably what they look like. You know, I say that like when you go when you go to sleep, you know, all those little uh personalities are playing in in your dreams. And it is similar to those critters meeting in the woods. You know, it's a similar 
analogy, and it's probably goes very along, very much along the lines of um, my instincts, my curiosity, my creativity, um, and my connection with nature. Like all those those things, they do they do hang out, and um, I I think I say it in the book as well. Is like I I I'm never bored. <laughs> I and when people say they're bored, I, I'm like, I don't know how that feels. Um and because it's I can visit those those entities anytime I want, mm-hmm. you know. Um, which it makes it pretty exciting. Um and I was able to I think I was able to really um rediscover them. Uh, after after my brain injury um and after I finished my first book like I think that that was like a reunion for me after the first book uh made a huge difference in the way that I'm able to articulate or to explore all, all these connections and everything um once I went through and chronicled a lot of my life yeah Yeah, it's, I'm just kind of like following and seeing and sensing from you this, that it is very, uh, ethereal might not be the right word, but just this, this essence of each of maybe even what grounds you too, of what you just said, like you said, you know, it's maybe it's animals, but at the same time, there's this sense of like your connection, it's something it's, you said, it's so abstract. It's almost in color or it's, it's maybe not formed or, and I do feel that's one thing that when we last spoke in find wonder in the ordinary and even here, and even in your book that however long it took, but for you to get in that place where having a traumatic brain injury and getting to the point where what I gathered a lot from this book was you're looking at it from such an opportunity perspective Mm. of how, if that did not happen, then all of these other things would not happen. Whether it's the way you look at the world or ideas coming to you, or you being able to revisit very clearly like Technicolor, your six-year-old self, all of these things come through. And I just wonder for anybody out there who is just faced with their own adversity, how did you whether it was a choice or maybe it's just your nature, be able to look at something like having a traumatic brain injury and be able to kind of shift it into a way that you look at it from here are the opportunities that have come from this. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that's, I can only say how, how it worked for me, obviously, you know, how, because you know, like I said, I've I've always had creativity in my back pocket, um, and I think because I did, uh, and I had this situation where I'm going to say opportunity to to view things differently, um, and I probably didn't know that at the time, but looking back on that, it really that's that's what it was it was an opportunity for me to 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 view everything differently and i've been doing that um 
but I think recently I really started to understand it and started to be grateful for it. Um, because if I didn't take that different perspective, then I wouldn't have written a book. I wouldn't have written a second book. Uh, I wouldn't draw, draw the way I do. I wouldn't draw what I draw. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, um, you said earlier that the book does a good job in not being preachy. And I have a, I have a hard time, like, telling anyone how to do that. Um, but I do think it, in any situation of adversity, it does give us an opportunity to look at something very differently. And I think when we do that, we can find beauty in anything. Um, I've had this conversation so many times and I was actually walking around this past weekend and like all the leaves are off the trees, you know, but they're still beautiful on the ground. You know, and you just got to look down and look at them. And um, even when they're starting to lose their color, and then you start to understand that um, how they're nourishing the earth, you know, and all what they're doing to her whole ecosystem. It's like there's beauty in every little aspect of, of what's around us, no matter when it is. So it's just about looking at it differently. Um, and I think it's unfortunate that it takes something like a brain injury or any sort of adversity, anything really to, to, to shift that perspective. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that people do that on their own. Um, you know, I don't want people to get hit in the head just so they can find their inner child. <laughs> you know, nobody wants that, but it, it isn't, it's, it's a weird dichotomy where it does happen. And um, I hope that whatever I, I can put into a book or put into my art will help people shift the perspective. Yeah. Well, you, you've done a beautiful job. So I think like without a doubt, that will be one of the many outcomes from people who read your book, who gift your book. It's such a, it, it's such a gift. To, for you to be able to be that brave and that open yourself to share your stories and to share not just the uplifting ones, but the ones where you may have been just even like behind the scenes, your own journaling prompt. It kind of feels like that's what's being shared too, which is really cool and very, um, it's inspiring because it allows from, from when I was reading it, it was also looking at it from a bigger sense, like a more of a communal sense it just allows people to connect more with themselves and realize that that is the best way to connect with other people and there mm -hmm. there was so much connection that you were doing with yourself that you were sharing so I just thank you for it and I and before I let you go I I do wonder you touched upon it just now but what do you hope people take away from the book after reading it uh I think What I would hope that people take away from it is to know that there's more, more to life than they know, um, and that there's. I think that's it in a nutshell. Like, like really simply, because um, I've learned that over the years. 
I see things that I never thought I would see. I've experienced things I never thought I would experience. And they're still coming, man. They're still like, they're not slowing down. And it, I think what it teaches me is that there's just so much more depth in life than we'll ever discover. And that can be daunting and overpowering to a lot of people, but I find comfort in it, like knowing that there's mysteries out there that will never be solved. And that's cool. You know, um, <clears throat> it, the book can get pretty deep and it talks about, you know, towards the end, it talks about, you know, the afterlife. And, um, you know, I, I firmly believe that there's something really miraculous waiting for us um, just based on what I've experienced here. Um, and I think a lot of people can shake their head and say, yeah, I, 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 I think you're right about that. Um, so that's, that's what I hope that they know that there's more out there than is at the, is on the surface. Thank you so much, Bernie. When people want to take a look at your book, know more about you, buy your book, where could they go? Um, well, you can go to my website, berniefreitag.com. Um, it's also available on Amazon. And it is going to be at the Artisan's Corner in Clinton very soon. Um, it will also be at 20 East in Casanova soon. Um, and I'll be doing a book signing there soon. I'm not sure when, maybe this weekend. Well, and also follow follow you on Instagram because you'll probably be posting the dates and stuff like that there in case people want to take a drive to Casanova. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my Instagram is uh, Wandering Bernie. Uh, that's also it's the same on Facebook as well. Um, it's the same on Twitter, but I don't do Twitter very well. So, so <laughs> no Twitter. <laughs> I wouldn't even bother. Instagram, um, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I just I'm gonna do a quick little plug about. The coloring book oh I didn't mention it because I thought yeah. it was secret so I was going to nope. leave it to you cool. I, okay, I actually that's why it. I wanted to bring it up because it is not a secret anymore that's awesome um, but when I gave it to you I, did, I didn't I hadn't announced it yet um so as I said there's a lot of illustrations in the in the main book and I'm going to tell the story real quick about yeah. how this happened so as I mentioned I've been working at, at a farmer's market um, selling books and prints. And I had a gentleman come up and ask about the prints. And he has said, what, what are the stories behind the prints? And I said, well, they're more metaphorical and they're more about what I'm speaking about, but they're from this book that I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And so um, he was really interested and he bought a couple of the prints and he gave them to his grandkids. And he told his grandkids the right stories about them. And I love the idea. I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. Um, and I was mentioning that to another friend of mine who had seen an early version of the book. And he says, you know, you should really do a coloring book of these drawings. They're great. And I know kids would probably eat them up. So that's where the storytelling coloring book came from. So you can, you can color, the uh, color the illustration and then write a story about what that illustration is. Um, and this has been, a, it's been a really big hit um everywhere I've been so far people love the idea so I had to throw that idea out there just so people and the same you can get those the same places 
hopefully. So awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. I love it because it's like, you're so generous in spirit and you're sharing so much in your book. And then with the coloring book, it's not just that it's fun, but it's almost like a link so that people can take what they, whatever they receive from your actual book and then say, okay, I'm going to get, you know, roll my sleeves up. Yeah. yeah. Like you're going to kind of dip your toe into being open. Like people who might be terrified of being open. This is such a beautiful way of saying, give it a shot safely in a fun way in this coloring book. Yes. And yeah, yeah, thank you for mentioning that because it really is a step into your own imagination and and see where it takes you. Um, And isn't, it is, there's no age limit on that coloring book. Um, I've known parents and people yeah they're definitely into coloring the book and it it, it, what coloring does and what storytelling does for you is it it brings you right to that present state of mind and that's 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 the sweet spot that's where you want to be um i talk about that a lot in the book is like that's those are the things that's the that's the space where the the really interesting um collaboration with the universe happens Totally. He's in that space. So. Ah, thank you so much, Bernie. Thank you. As always, this is such a pleasure. And I'm so excited for people who know you to be reunited with you and to learn more about what you're doing. And for people who are new to you to discover you. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure.